Welcome to Career Central with Lorraine Beeman. In this program, you will hear from career management experts who will provide guidance and strategies to help you advance or change your career. Now, here is your host, Lorraine Beeman. Welcome to Career Central. I'm Lorraine Beeman, your host of an hour totally committed to helping you achieve your career goals by providing strategies you can implement immediately. Our guest today is Zach Ballinger. Zach is the author of Don't Be a Zombie, How to Find a Job or Find a Career That You Love, and host of a podcast that I listen to faithfully. I invited him onto the show because we share the belief that everyone deserves to have a career they love. And the first steps to having that career is educating yourself on career options and strategies for landing the job you want. Zach, welcome to Career Central. Thank you, Lorraine, so much for having me. Really excited to be with you. So um, would you share with our listeners about your career path, just from the beginning to, to how you got to where you are today? Yeah, when I got out of college, I had no idea what I wanted to do. And so I kind of grew up in rural America and kind of wanted to always go into a career for the money. And I think a lot of people do that. Then what happens over time is when you go into that career and you've never really had the passion or the purpose for it, you tend to lose motivation and um, you actually can become depressed, have a lot of anxiety. For me, it was a health issue. I actually was diagnosed with Meniere's disease. I woke up one day and there was two freight trains running down the side of my ears and I'd lost about 90% of my hearing. And I went to a bunch of different doctors and they couldn't figure out what was going on, but it was Meniere's disease. And I tried therapies, surgeries, a lot of different things. Nothing seemed to work. And finally, the last doctor in Nashville, Tennessee said, how much stress do you have in your life, Zach? And I thought that was a really stupid question because everybody's got stress in their life. But he said, what was what kind of stress are you dealing with? And I really hated my job at the time and didn't like it. I, I dreaded getting up in the morning. Mondays were cringeworthy. A lot of you out there probably listen have the same thing. I celebrated Friday. Couldn't wait to get to the weekend. And then, you know, as I began to study Meniere's more, stress does enter a, uh, impact on your hearing. And so, I decided that I was going to change careers, do something I loved. And my gifts in life, I have kind of identified them as teaching, presenting, and speaking. And so what I wanted to do is take that information that I had learned in my career, along with the passion that I found for teaching these concepts, and turn it into a career of motivational speaking and being an author. And that's exactly what I did. So tell us a little bit about, um, you've written, actually written two books. You want to share with us the, both of them? Sure. The first one I wrote was The Hot Seat, How to Meet the Challenge of a New Era in Job Interviewing. And the reason I wrote the book was my failures. You know, it, when I got out of college, it took me about 250 job interviews with over 50 companies before I landed my very first career in pharmaceutical sales. So a lot of mistakes I had made, a lot of you know, research that I'd done. And so what I wanted to do is write a book from the hiring manager's perspective. So I interviewed hiring managers throughout North America on various topics, put together with my own humiliating stories to try to make it a little bit fun. And we put it into the hot seat, how to meet the challenge of new era and job interview in order to ace your job interviews. And the second book is Don't Be a Zombie, which is my newest one, How to Find a Career You Love. And the whole premise behind that book is I was lecturing about job interviewing across North America. Lorraine, people weren't asking, what do you do after the interview? Uh, how do you get job interviews? People were saying, Zach, I hate my job, or I don't know what I want to major in. Or, I don't know what I want to do in my life, or I'm retired now. What do I do? I want an encore career. And so I wrote a book that gives you the roadmap that actually gives you tangible items that when you read the book, you'll be able to know 25 action steps to take with you to just start a career that you actually love doing. And we don't want to reveal everything from the book, but we do want to share enough that encourages people to buy that book because it is absolutely amazing. So um, you kind of talk about a three-step process. Um, can you walk us through each of those steps? Thanks for the question. So I talk about dream first. So I think we need to understand the workplace, the marketplace, how it's changed. 
Um, and I challenge my readers really, what is purpose? What does passion mean? And it simply means is your, your purpose in life is what's your vision over your life? What do you want to be known for? What do you want your legacy to be known as? And then your passion is these tools, these gifts that have been given to everyone. And that's your job to find them. So I try to stir that up a little bit. And I talk about how life is short and how we'll use different analogies to paint that picture. Then we go through the discover phase where we actually give you those tangible steps. What do I do? You know, are you doing career journals? Are you doing personality profile tests? So we give you actually the meat and the substance to go do it. And at the end, you know, it's the developed stage. Okay, so we've discovered your strengths. Now, how do we harvest that into a career? Where do we go to now? What do we do to get that career going? And so that's what the main purpose of the three phases take you through. I know you talk a lot with people who actually go through this process. You want to share some stories, maybe either from your life or from somebody you've worked with, and just to give us an idea of how it, how it worked and how well it worked. There's so many out there that they have stories that have made such an impact on my life is, you know, I remember going and speaking at a particular university and I was talking to a student named Ben and he came up to me afterwards and he was talking to me about being a dentist and he was talking about it and he said, I really don't want to be a dentist. And I said, well, why are you going to be a dentist? And he said, well, my parents want me to be a dentist, but I don't really want to be a dentist. And so, you know, we talked through that. I gave him some, you know, ideas. And I said, you know, sometimes we have to own our own careers and our parents want what's best for us. And we can certainly understand that. But at the end of the day, this is your life and your career. And so I'm happy to report Ben is now a top level sales producer at his company in a small town in Tennessee. And so he's actually loves it. His passion was sales, not dentistry. Another time I met a friend, good, I had no idea. You know, people watch the show and then sometimes they don't tell you their feedback, but he, was, he came up to me at a restaurant and he said, you know, I just want to thank you. And I said, for what? And he said, you kind of, the, the stuff you talk about really resonated with me. And I didn't like my job in banking and now I'm a full-time realtor. And without you, I don't think I would have been here. And so imagine what that kind of does for, for you. That's the, that's the best part about it, Lorraine, is hearing those kind of stories. And, and let's give people credit that that's a tough um, decision, a tough process to go through, especially if there's a lot of parental pressure to do something or an expectation. You know, everybody has been a doctor in our family. Everybody's. So any advice on, on how you start to connect with your dream and, and separate it from the pressure? Yeah, that's a great question because, you know, I always tell students, keep in mind your parents wants what's best for you. And so my parents at one time probably wanted me to be a doctor or a lawyer because we think of those particular careers as only aligning with success. And sometimes we have to have difficult conversations that, you know, mom and dad, look, I'm going to go in this direction if it doesn't work out. You know, there's always plan A, plan B, but I think the more information you've done from a research side about your career, the more you really love it, you understand it, you're able to make an argument to your parents, why this career? So if I'm going to go and say, hey, I wanted to be under doing underwater basket weaving. Oh, well, I just saw a show about it. It looked pretty cool. That's not really good information to give your parents. You know, you really need to have a plan designed, laid out. What am I going to do? What if this doesn't work out? Plan B, here's my tactical plans. Here's my strategy. Makes parents feel a lot more comfortable when you hear that. Um, to interviewed a guy the other day that was a painter. Um, and, you know, his parents really embraced it at first, but I think he had to do some talking around it and say, you know, this is what I wanted to paint. This is what I'm good at. Here's my paintings. Here's what I've sold them for. Here's what I'm doing. I'm living on my own in Manhattan, a very expensive city. So if you can make it doing that kind of painting and you're, you're making your rent and you're still making money and you love doing it, he loved doing it. And his paintings were beautiful. And so that the long answer to your question is show them the information and then, then ultimately, you're going to have to decide to do it on your own. And I want to dig more into what you said, but um, Zach often talks about students. For those of you that are listening, go, oh, I graduated from college 15, 20 years ago, but I don't like my job. The, the strategies he's sharing, I think, wherever you are in your career, when you get to that point where you go, 
I don't really know what I want to do, then it's time to start this dream process. I want to dig a little deeper in this, in this research because I think um, people do get attracted to professions. They see somebody doing something and they go, oh, that would be fun. I'd like to be a deep sea diver because it looks like it'd be fun to be under the water, you know, regardless of the fact that, you know, I don't know how to swim or something like that. So let's talk a little bit about that research that just looking at the whole universe and going, what do I want to do next? Yeah, it's a great question because, you know, I, in my career podcast, I get to interview a lot of people from careers from all walks of life. And on the surface, these careers sound just amazing. And then some of the guests have talked about it. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I wouldn't even want to think about doing that. And so I think that's really where our perceptorships or job shadowing comes in mind, where we're actually meeting with a professional. We're talking to them. We're asking logical questions, what they do on a daily basis. What are some of the challenges they face? What's the industry like? What does it pay? What, you know, I don't talk about pay and passion, but you do have to support yourself. So, you know, if your passion is painting stumps out in the yard, that's probably not going to pay the bills. So you kind of want to align the passion along with a being able to do something that you're good at in the marketplace. And so, you know, one of those things is job shadow and also is, you know, you, you want to network with a bunch of people in that industry because the more people you talk to, the more you learn. So, you know, at one time I, I thought I wanted to be a doctor. I tell a story that I actually went and did a perceptorship with a doctor. And at the end of it, and I said, oh, my gosh, how do you do this? Is do you really think this is fun? And he's like, I love it. He goes, I think I've had a blast today. And I said, well, no, I've enjoyed being in your company, but I haven't enjoyed the daily function of the job. So I think those are just some of the ways you can really solidify if you know that's something you want to do. And Lorraine, you're not locked into a career for your whole life. I think we get this perception is, is if we pick to be an engineer, oh gosh, that means we've got to stay there 30 years, get a pension, retire. It just doesn't work that way anymore. And so your, your likes, your, your passions, your talents are going to change with age. And uh, research shows that the millennials change jobs every three years on the average. So it's happening more and more nowadays. The world's changed. And so don't be afraid of that. So you have your dream. You build a case either for yourself or for somebody in your life that is giving you some pressure. So how do you move forward? You've, you know, you've studied biology and suddenly you want to go into a completely different field. What, what are Zach's steps for, for getting there? Yeah, great question. So the first thing when you're making a tr career transition is it's really about your network. A great vehicle to do that in is LinkedIn. It's really, I used to say it's a wave of the future. It's the now of the future. And so I organize all my network contacts. So let's say you wanted to be, like you said, a biologist and you're, you're looking to make a transition. Maybe you wanted to be an engineer or auto repairman. First of all, we need to see what educational credentials we need. So what do we have to do? What's school going to cost? Let's lay out the plan there. Let's also see what certifications we need, what tests are required. Also, who do we need to network with? What companies are hiring in this field? Who do we need to reach out to? Who do we need to cold call? And when I mean cold call, it simply means messaging somebody on LinkedIn. You may not know them. Try to use them from your connections. They may be a second or third hand con connection. Say, hey, I know Lorraine. Me and Lorraine are in common. I'd love to learn more about the engineering field, the automotive field. Do you mind if I pick your brain for about 30 minutes about the career? Ask them about the industry. Find a way to connect with them every three to four months and make sure. You know, a lot of times, Lorraine, people just use you for a connection 30 minutes. They never re-engage. LinkedIn does a great job of, you can remind people of happy birthday and happy anniversary. I try to make sure to do that for all my connections. And so that's a great way to connect as well. Also, is there an entry level job you could start now? So I, for example, one person wanted to work at Walt Disney World and make that transition to be a character at Walt Disney World. Well, obviously a lot of people want to do that. So, you know, is there something you could do? She worked at a customer as a janitor, actually, uh, not a janitor, but in the concession area. She did that for two years. And guess what? She networked her way into a career as a Disney character. So what can you be doing now to change your future, basically? I like that because it's, 
it is a long-term goal. It's not an instant switchover. It's how, how can I get there? I love your idea about networking, connecting with somebody. And though I don't encourage anybody to stalk anybody on LinkedIn, you can really do a, a search for people in your field and start, just go down to that education section and you'll start to see some of the things so that when you do make that connection, you can ask the intelligent question like, you know, I noticed you earned a degree in engineering, you know, currently you're doing something else. How did, how did that help? You know, is it, is it a necessary part? Yeah, you don't want to message them every day, but I don't, but again, I have a busy schedule, so I've forgotten. So, you know, a student or somebody's gently reminded me, hey, Zach, I just wondered if you had time to catch up. No big deal if you don't. Uh, just wanted to see. And I was like, oh, I'm actually very sorry. <laughs> you know, I forgot about this from two weeks ago. Uh, I apologize. So, but again, Lorraine, there's a fine balance. You don't want to just, you know, obviously email them every hour and say, hey, where are you at? And all that kind of stuff. There's a very balanced approach to it. And I think if you use it, what would you want done with you? Put yourself in their shoes. And then you can kind of really think about how you want to engage them. So I want to dig a little deeper because a lot of people I work with send one message on LinkedIn and then they don't get a response and, and they go, oh, you know, they, they don't like me. So as a professional who gets you know, people try to link in with you all the time. You know, what, what's a good acceptable, you know, amount of time, you know, approach? Because I think I, I'm with you. LinkedIn is the now. Yeah, you know, I try to make other connections if I'm going to go that route. So for me, you know, it's reaching out to people during my career podcast show. She's seeing if they want to be a guest on the show. So obviously, you know, I try to give it some credibility. I try to drop names. So I say, hey, Lorraine was actually on my show. Um, I, I talked to her. She's really passionate about careers. I would love to talk to you about your career. If they don't answer within a week or two, that's typically when I reengage. Keep in mind, people are on vacations. People get sick. There's something called the coronavirus out there. So people have a lot of things going on in their life. So, you know, don't expect a message back the next day. You know, that's that, you know, and sometimes I do message back on the next day, but people are busy. Like one time I went to vacation in Montana. I didn't have a signal for seven days. So, you know, if somebody email messaged me, there's no way I could get to it. So seven days to two weeks, that's generally what I say. Okay. So reach out, give it that week reach out again, understand that, that busy people are not purposefully ignoring you. They may just have gotten, you know, distracted from their LinkedIn, working on a project, something like that. Because I, I think, you know, your advice is so good. Connect with somebody who is doing something in a field that you want and really see the good, the bad, and the ugly before you invest a lot of time and money into, you know, getting a credential or something like that. We are going to take a very short break. Um, stick with us. And on the other side of the break, we will um, continue our conversation with Zach. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you worried your job will end? Is there someone in your life who is facing a layoff? Career transition specialist Lorraine Beeman has condensed 20 years of experience helping people cope with sudden unemployment into an easy-to-read how-to book. Career Restart. Practical advice for surviving and moving forward after a job loss. Knowing how to handle a job loss will help you move into your next job. This book guides you through the restart of your career. From how to prepare for a termination meeting to how to respond to interview questions about your job loss. Lorraine's book offers strategies for moving from terminated to hired. Tap into proven methods for changing the focus from job loss to career success. Career Restart, practical advice for surviving and moving forward after a job loss. Available at Amazon.com. Click the link on the Career Central show page to pick up your copy today. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. 
You are tuned into Career Central. To reach the program today, please call 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. If you'd rather send an email, you may send it to Lorraine at interviewtowork.com. That's Lorraine at interview, the number two, work.com. Now, back to Career Central. Welcome back to Career Central and our conversation with Zach. Early in the first segment of, of our podcast, Zach mentioned a book that he had written on interviewing and that he himself has been in over 200 interviews. And so I thought we'd circle back and maybe get some insights from him on the good, the bad, and the ugly of interviewing. Because I know for many of you, as we're, the pandemic is ending and we're going back into work and we're looking for jobs, interviewing is a big stumbling block. So Zach, we're going to put you on the spot and ask you for advice on interviewing. In the hot seat. Um, you know, I was interviewed by NBC News and they asked me, they said, that you look, you know, when you go on the news, you really have a short amount of time. And so that makes sense. And they said, give us one key they have to do before we get out of here. And it's real easy and it sounds like common sense, but I'd say about 5% of people are actually going to do it. And it's mock interviewing. Why mock interviewing? Mock interviewing is where you practice and you come prepared, dressed, either you're video recorded or in person with a professional or career coach. You sit down with them, you conduct an interview, and then you go back through that videotape. And I'm old, so I say videotape, but I mean, you know, you could record it on your phone. It doesn't, everybody's got a recording device. You go back and you listen to those answers and you work with your career coach. Because what, guess what happens, Lorraine? We think we're answering something right in the interview and it's actually a really bad answer we're going to keep repeating those answers and so we need to know hey is this a good answer have i thought this out uh one of the people that i interviewed uh, a few years ago i said what's one of your weaknesses and he said well i don't like to get out of bed early in the morning well if you knew anything about the position it was an independent role where they had to wake up on their own and be there at 7 a.m so if and he's everything else. He was a really good candidate, but you know, how many times was he repeating that and not getting the job? And I felt so bad for that individual. So that's first. And then you learn your mannerism in these mock interviews. You learn if you're coming across snide, too cocky, or if you're too shy, we can't hear you. You learn those things. And then you're able to practice some of the commonly asked questions. You know, I think honestly, and people are going to think I'm crazy, but the interviewee has an advantage over the hiring manager. Absolutely. Why? Because we already know the questions are going to ask us. So if we're prepared with these these answers, it's almost like you're in college and you have the you have the questions to the test. All you have to do is research the answers. And so why aren't we doing that? And a lot of people don't do that. And I think that's the number one key. Uh, and I also, there were the days when every interview was on site, you traveled all sorts of distances. Now you just um, show up in, in front of your computer. Advice on this new form of interviewing, which I think is probably going to stay around for even after the pandemic. In 2015, I wrote an article about job interviewing trends, and it actually was Skype interviewing. And so we can just take that Skype and turn it into Zoom or StreamYard. And I said this was going to be a big way of the future because technology is cheap. It would serve as a phone. Little did we know the pandemic would hit and that everybody now does these type interviews. So I said, first of all, make sure you're lighting all the little things. Your computer's proper, put the proper angle. You have the proper background. I was seeing college students with these messy dorm frat rooms and the back of their background interviewing with like a world-class hire manager for Charles Schwab. And I'm like, oh boy. So even the little minute things, dress your best, you know, business casual. Again, just because you're at home in front of a camera doesn't mean anything. Connection speeds, lighting, all that's checked out. All that's preparation because that's the worst thing to do is get on an interview and you're trying to find the link at the last minute. You're like, is this Zoom, WebEx? We don't know. So make sure you come early, just like all the other things. For virtual, I think it's a harder interview than in live in person because you can read context clues when you're in person. So it's a little bit more difficult on virtual settings, but however, there's another advantage you can have. Guess what? Notes. 
so you guys can't see. I actually have notes all around me. Not that I'm reading off my notes. I've never looked down at my notes, but I can glance over briefly and see if there was something that I want to mention. So guess what? You can have all your, your stuff right now. They say, tell me about the company. You obviously want to research that out, but you can have little points all over your, and they don't know. Unless you're like this, like looking over there and doing this. But, you know, that's the beauty about virtual interviews is you, before Lorraine, they could see what you had in front of you. And now you really can't. So I think it's an advantage for the, the candidate, too, in this virtual world. I, I totally agree. And thank you for sharing. Somebody that went through 200 interviews is a pro. We were just talking during the break that a lot of people interview three times and they share all their advice with their friends. Somebody who's done it on both sides a lot is always a, a great resource. And I totally agree with everything. You, mock interviews, tape yourself. It's very painful to watch yourself, but it is such um, a valuable learning tool. Now, I want to go back. We also earlier when we introduced you talked about the podcast that you are doing. And um, I said I'm a faithful listener. And it's not just a podcast, but it is a huge project that you've undertaken. You want to share with our audience what you're doing? Yeah. Yeah, thanks for asking. It hit me because, you know, as I was going around, people kind of identified the same 10 careers, teaching, firefighter, uh, lawyer, doctor. And outside of that, not many people knew, not only college students, but millennials, professionals. And so there's, you know, according to the Department of Labor and Bureau of Statistics, there's a lot of different numbers out there on how many careers there are. I use one of the statistics that was quoted and back in the 2015, it was about 821 careers. So I said, I set the number at 800, which there's probably more than that out there, but 800, we're going to be interviewing careers across North America in these informal interviews where you can A, learn more about the job, B, what are some of the difficulties about the job, C, what kind of education and experience do you need? And then the final piece, which I think people miss to this proponent, is most of the professionals that come on, whether it be nurse practitioners, PA, auto mechanic, welder, that have been on the show, I'd say 98% of them love helping people. And so what they've kindly, graciously done has opened up their social media profiles on LinkedIn so students, professionals can be able to network with that person and reach out to them directly. Now, there's really no excuse not to say, well, I don't really have a contact for this particular job because these people have already offered up their time. So I've made it, kind of made it a little bit even easier for them as far as their networking is concerned. And I just want to reinforce something that you said is that um, there is a huge number of careers. Um, the majority of people have you know, fall into about 300, but the average individual can usually only name about 15 careers. And it's one of those things that if you can only name 15 careers and you look at that list and you're going through that dream process, you're trying to fit yourself into one of those 15 boxes. Whereas what you're saying is, you know, here is a huge library of, and you drop in. And I know you've um, interviewed some people with some very unique um, careers. And how about sharing that just so people's minds start going, oh, wow, there, there's more than the teacher, the doctor, the lawyer. All right. So share some of your most unique ones with us. The coolest one's been the juggler. Uh, I'll have to admit, he actually is a professional juggler, and he act, he had to talk to his parents. Think about how we were talking about the parent issue. He was saying uh, he was a, he's actually an engineer, finished his degree in engineering, but practiced juggling his whole life. He's a professional juggler. Does it on has his own show, and so that was amazing. Does that as a full time career. The clown has been great. Uh, Bullseye the clown. He actually goes around and talks about anti bullying. And he does comedy, too. So that's been another good one. Unique ones like a painter who lives in Manhattan, anywhere from, uh, you know, some of the ones that even in medicine, you don't realize when I've talked to doctors, there's oculoplastics, there's oculofacial, there's nephrologists, there's pulmonologists, there's neurologists. So learning about these different doctors, because I think our minds automatically think, well, the doctor, we go for a checkup. <laughs> we don't even realize there's probably 50 different types of doctors out there in that career alone. So um, there's been certainly some very unique ones, creative ones. Um, there's a boxer who actually um, 
does, owns his own boxing studio. And so he's a boxing coach and his love of boxing, he wasn't able to leave that behind. He actually coaches young people how to box and, and older people too, how to box. So really all over the gamut. And one of the reasons I am such a fan of what you're doing is that we talked a lot about, you know, connecting with somebody, shadowing them, having an, a half hour phone call. But if you are really exploring that can add up to a lot of time. Whereas with Zach's podcasts, you can just kind of click in, um, check it out, start to hear what somebody's doing, and then either add that to your list or take it off off your list. So, I I, I really want to thank you for the the service that you were doing to to the job seekers out there. Any other um, examples of individuals and maybe. Um, even their stories of making a, a switch. You talked about the engineer who became the juggler um, because I want to reinforce the fact that if you're sitting out there going, oh yeah, you can make a huge career change and, and be very successful. You know, that's a great point. Never really, you, I forget about that, but I would say most of the people that have been on my show and I'm nearing about 80 episodes, uh, some to yet to be published, but all of them had the common theme. A lot of them did not know what they wanted to do. And a lot of them have switched around to different careers, especially entrepreneurs. That's what I found is usually they have tried it six or seven businesses before they finally made this one work. And that's just like careers. A lot of these professionals out there have been in a different major, have been a history major, a um, arts major, a business major and they've changed their majors. A lot of professionals out there have decided to switch. You know, it's been amazing just about the law student that was talking about, you know, they actually did their degree in something else, was gonna be a political activist and decided they were gonna do criminal justice law. And so, you know, there, there's so many different stories out there and I would say 90% of them, there's a few out there that say, hey, I've always wanted to be this and this is what I know and what I wanted to do. But percentage wise, it's just like you guys. Most of these career professionals had no idea what they wanted to do. They either lucked in it. And when I say luck, they've networked their way into it. So they build a lot of relationships and they may be in it and actually love it. And then all of them have made strategic moves. Okay, I don't like what I'm going to do. What am I going to do right now? What am I going to do year one? How long is it going to take me? I got to be a nurse, so it's got to take me four years of education. I got to take these classes. I got to take these certifications. I got to pass this exam. So what do we need to do to get you there? But what I really like is that wherever you are in your career, it's okay to take that stop and to dream and to get in touch with what you really, really want to be doing and how you want to be spending your days. And then, you know, I think, I think that's what really attracted to me to what you wrote is just take the time to dream. And then I think as career coaches, we know that you can get to your dream in one way or another. It's just knowing, knowing where, where you want to be going. So um, anything else you want to share about um, your podcast specifically how to how to access this library that you're building yeah so the easiest way right now if you want to go to audio it's on all the popular streaming apps so itunes um you know iHeartRadio, all the big ones it's there so you can check it out all the 71 career episodes are on that library also youtube um, i'm eventually going to be organizing this into one convenient website where you're able to watch these interviews and we're going to do it by colleges just like you did learn from college we'll have a college of business a college of medicine, College of Arts and Architecture, and then you'll be able to click on that college, Zach's College, and you'll be able to go under there and find these episodes that pertain to your particular careers in that subject category. So we'll have all those schools there. So eventually that's a greater vision, but if you want to listen right now, we're up and running at YouTube. You can go search for Zach Ballinger. You can find me very easily. I'm all over there, as well as, again, all, all your audio podcasts will have me. So are you open to suggestions? If we have a listener that says, gee, this is great. I'd like to know about a career. Are you open to suggestions coming in? Love suggestions. Because sometimes these uh, suggestions, I'm like, what is that again? <laughs> so uh, one of the suggestions out there that I just got is a rancher. So I'm trying to find me a rancher 
that owns a ranch. So, um, yes, I love suggestions. And I can probably connect you with the rancher because that's the, that's the kind of country I live in out here. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. See, a small world. We'll, we'll just get you connected with our local ranchers. So. That's right. That's right. That'd be great. So um, how, how can people connect with you? I mean, watch your YouTube. You've kind of opened up that they can check in with you on LinkedIn. But how else can people follow you? Yeah. So, you know, we mentioned those, but I am on other social media platforms. So Facebook, I always go to there. Instagram, I enjoy. So typically I found Facebook being targeting uh, people 35 and up typically. And then the younger people like the Instagram. So I'm on there interacting. So how you can find me, it's really easy. You go to Instagram.com slash the Zach Ballinger, Z-A-C-K Ballinger. Same for Facebook, the Zach Ballinger, LinkedIn, the Zach Ballinger right after the, the dot com. And so I'll pop up there and it's a really easy way to engage in all three of my social media platforms. Okay. So um, LinkedIn, and all the other social medias, um, like I say, I really encourage people to start to follow Zach and, and what he's saying. I cannot tell you how enthusiastic I am about this project, having worked with people for many, many years and careers and talking about informational interviewing and them not being able to get the courage to pick up the phone or they've got five different people. This is going to be such a valuable addition to everybody's um, career resource um, library. So um, we are going to take another very short break. And then we come back, we're going to ask Zach that question we always ask is, what does he suggest for you to do as you move forward in your career? So stick with us. We will be right back and continue our conversation with Zach. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Are you worried your job will end? Is there someone in your life who is facing a layoff? Career transition specialist Lorraine Beeman has condensed 20 years of experience helping people cope with sudden unemployment into an easy-to-read how-to book, Career Restart. Practical advice for surviving and moving forward after a job loss. Knowing how to handle a job loss will help you move into your next job. This book guides you through the restart of your career. From how to prepare for a termination meeting to how to respond to interview questions about your job loss. Lorraine's book offers strategies for moving from terminated to hired. Tap into proven methods for changing the focus from job loss to career success. Career Restart, practical advice for surviving and moving forward after a job loss. Available at Amazon.com. Click the link on the Career Central show page to pick up your copy today. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into Career Central. To reach the program today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, you may send it to Lorraine at interviewtowork.com. That's Lorraine at interview, the number two, work.com. Now, back to Career Central. Welcome back to Career Central and our conversation with Zach as we were um talking during the break, 
about the importance of being happy with your work. If you're happy at, at work, you come home, you're energized, you're able to engage um, with your family, with your community. And, you know, Zach is a perfect example of when you have a very stressful job that you're really not enjoying, it can impact your health. We also talked about the fact that it's great to talk about ideas and all of that, but our show was all about turning those ideas and dreams into practical um, strategies, ways to get where you want to go. So we're going to put Zach on the spot and we're going to ask him to make a suggestion or two that our listeners can do immediately that will help them develop some career advancing strategies. So Zach, what do you recommend? I'm going to go quick here because I want to give a lot of ideas. So we like a lot of ideas. <laughs> you don't have to go quick. Just love <laughs> So LinkedIn, number one, if you don't have a profile, make one. And I don't care what profession you're in, whether you're a doctor or whether you're a janitor, I would make a LinkedIn profile. Make sure you have a professional image on top of your face shot. Um, and to have somebody look over it, proofread it, look at some of the different designs that people are doing out there that can make you stand out. If you need help, there's always career coaches. That's another thing I recommend people do. If you're stuck, you need a career coach and you'll kind of know it when you're ready. Um, when you're, when you hire a career coach, show up engaged, you know, have your iPad at moment and be willing to put in the time because a career coach doesn't sit there and do all the work for you. You have to do self-discovery on your own. So I strongly recommend that as well. Make five connections a day within the industry you want to work. Set your goal at five connections a day. That's pretty simple. Look at where you want to be. If you want to work for IBM, you want to work for Google, make it a goal. You're going to connect with five people. Customize those notes. Ask for 30 minutes of those times. Um, set up some job shadowing. So say you've always thought about you want to be a dental hygienist. You know, maybe not now with coronavirus, but maybe you can schedule something at the end of the summer where you can actually spend a half day with a dental hygienist. See if it's something you want to work with because you're going to be working with patients. It's a lot different working inside somebody's mouth than it is saying, hey, I want to be a dental hygienist. So see if it's actually something you want to do. Find a mentor. So many people that I've talked to that have been really successful in RAIN has credited a mentor in their life. And that's somebody that's an expert on something they want to do. You can find that at score.org. There's a volunteer website there that allows you to click in with mentors. You can also find them on LinkedIn. Read a book, people. Um, you know, it sounds such like common sense, but a lot of our knowledge and information come from books and we forget those tools are with us. So if you want to learn about the stock market, what other way to best learn for the, and through books. And so books contain knowledge. Well, finally, the last one is get out in your communities and volunteer, make something happen for yourself. I've heard so many stories of people that are going out in their communities that are volunteering live. They don't realize that there's CPAs and business people and marketers and digital creators out there volunteering and maybe it's you're not giving your labor you're digging but you're giving your mind so it might be creating a technology guess where you can put that that information that you created something new you can put that on your resume and your volunteer experience i want to reinforce everything you've said because our favorite topics one of them is networking and linkedin is a great place the volunteering and especially volunteering maybe in something related to the field you're interested in. You know, if you want to go into medicine, there's lots of, right now, I know with COVID vaccine, they're taking lots of volunteers who just fill out forms, but you'll be around those folks. And during the breaks, you can have chats with, with nurses and technicians and all of that. Great advice. And I really want to reinforce the, the reading of the book. You do not want to get into a conversation with someone, let's just use your example of the stock market and you're talking to a stockbroker and you don't have a basic comprehension of the market because they're going to start throwing around jargon and you're not going to be able to respond. So I think networking, a lot of it is the preparation, not just hitting the button to connect with LinkedIn, but to know how to have um, a well-educated conversation with a person that um, you're, you're in a uh, networking with. So um, great advice. Um, and I just want to, I want to reinforce your comment on LinkedIn. LinkedIn, I think, would like to take over the whole job search process. And they are really gearing up so that you hit a button and that's your application to 
an employer, and I'm starting to see employers that that's the only way they're taking applications. Is that kind of your experience too, Zach? Yeah, I am. I'm finding that is the number one way to secure a job. Uh, a lot of employers don't even use the common things that we remember uh, a few years ago. That's how fast things change. You know, when we started with Monster Indeed, not saying that those jobs are not out there on those search engines, but I think more and more people are realizing that there is more. Somebody came on the other day on my show and quoted a statistic that there's more connections to be made on LinkedIn than any other social media platform in the world. So think about it. Everybody's at their fingertips. If you're a hiring manager, it's really easy. Most recruiters, quite honestly, Lorraine, are on LinkedIn as well. Recruiters tend to usually, I've had a few on my show, they get paid when they place a candidate. Sometimes they get paid when they put candidates in front of them. But, you know, think about that. Most of your recruiters are on LinkedIn in different fields. So connect with recruiters. That's another great one. So Let's say, you know, you want to go into sales. Wouldn't it be nice to have a certain sales recruiter in your corner vouching for you? Because guess what? They're trying to sell you as much as you're trying to sell yourself because when they place you, they make money. So connect with them as well. And one of the things you said earlier, which is so important, is to have a robust LinkedIn profile. Don't just have, you know, one or two sentences because people especially if you reach out and say, I want to connect with you. I want to have a conversation. First thing they do, I don't know about you, but I go back and look at their LinkedIn profile and go, is this somebody that, you know, I have common interests or has the experience that I want to spend some time. Is that your experience too? Well, that, and you know, are they legitimate? Because, you know, a lot of times I'll get on there and somebody will try to sell me something automatically, or, you know, I'll make a connection and be like, Oh, great. Then now they're trying to sell me a timeshare. And so, you know, those, I do look at those profiles and if they're not completed, it makes me a little leery of like, wait a minute, who is this? Um, what's their background? What are they searching for? You know, maybe they've heard me on a show, but they don't have all their information filled out, but they can look like a solicitor or sometimes these bots get on these social media links. We've all had it happen where these fake profiles will try to follow us to try to get into our information or anything like that. So a lot of times those profiles are not filled out or they're, you know, people leave them blank for obvious reasons. And so if you leave that your profile blank on a lot of these categories, LinkedIn does a great thing. It tells you how you rank about your information. Now you may say, well, Zach, I don't have any leadership awards. That's fine. But you want to make sure you kind of fill out where every piece of information you have is there. The greater chance you get exposure and then highlight some of those areas where you do have a little bit more experience. So if you're a college student, you obviously just completed your education, put in there as much information as you can. Honor society, dean's list, leadership awards, volunteer service, GPA, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Make them a little bit fatter so people can see that what you've been doing. Because, yeah, networking is a two-way street. So you're reaching out to somebody based on their profile Think about what they're going to do to reach back, and that is going to be based on your profile. Zach, I cannot thank you for all of the amazing information you shared with us today. A quick um, recap of the ideas that he has. One is that LinkedIn profile, which we were just talking about, robust. Um, coaching, I love this. Five contacts a day. Set that. You know, you can do that, you know, beginning of the day, end of the day but it really will help you reach, reach your goal. Uh, read a book and volunteer. So thank you so much for, for those tips, a lot of actions to take. Um, this is the point of the show where I usually announce our next week's guest. That's not happening today because this is our last show. After nine wonderful months of sharing career advancing strategies, I'm going to focus my drive to help people find the careers they want and deserve in a different direction. So I'm just going to, I'm still going to be an advocate for finding that career that you love. I'm just going to um, find a different way of channeling that energy. If you'd like to learn more about what I'm doing, please send me an email at careercentralhost at gmail.com. That's the careercentralhost at gmail.com. Before we end today, I do want to thank the people who made this show possible. My guests like Zach, who agreed to share their wisdom with you freely. 
our producer, Robert, who introduced me to the idea of having a podcast and then supported me through our entire run. The behind-the-scene technicians who make us sound so good and keep us on time, though you never see or hear them without our technician, Josh, we would not have gotten through these shows. So he sends me little messages, talk louder, talk softer, so that it comes through to you and it comes in on time. To um, the person who led our marketing effort, Sherry, she jumped on board in the beginning of this project. We discovered lots of ways of marketing and because of her hard work, we've now had over a thousand people last month listen to us. And so that is pretty exciting. Um, but the people I really want to thank are the, those of you out there listening. It is such a joy and so energizing for me to know that there's people out there who are listening. And I am thrilled when I get those notes or comments that say, I heard this show. And as a result, I was able to have that conversation with my boss. I finally aced an interview. I was able to um, conduct a salary negotiation negotiation shows you continue to send me those messages and continue to send me suggestions on how you would um what what issues you'd like addressed because again that is what makes my day is helping people achieve their career goals so if there's past shows that you want to hear or rehear you can access them on voice america they're going to be up for quite a while if you'd like to check out what your favorite guest look like or what we talked about during the breaks you can see all of those videos on my Facebook page, which is interview to work. Now that's the word interview, the number two, and the word work, um, which is a site totally committed to helping people advance their careers. A uh, quick reminder, if you are someone who is close to you is facing a job loss, check out my book, Career Restart, Practical Advice for Surviving and Moving Forward After a Job Loss. It's available on Amazon. I wrote it so it was a quick read. In my mind, it was one of those things, if you thought you were going to get laid off on Friday and it was Monday, you could order it from Amazon, it would be in your hands, and you could read that first chapter, first two chapters on how to handle that layoff process. So I just want to remind you about today's challenges. Zach said, go out, network, work on LinkedIn, and read the book. And I would recommend you read both of his books because they are amazingly great. It's been an amazing time. I have enjoyed every minute of the last nine months and I wish each of you the best in your career. So for the last time, I'm going to say, this is Lorraine Beeman, encouraging you to take care of your career because you are the only one qualified to do it. Thank you for joining us for this week's edition of Career Central. Be sure to join your host, Lorraine Beeman, for another program next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Enjoy your week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you